You're listening to the Wu Wei Podcast. What's up, we warriors? Yep, I said we warriors. Let's roll with it, hey? <laughs> what's up? What's new? What's happening? I really need to get another microphone so I can have people on the show. Like, I'm used to talking to myself, but I'm sure y'all will probably love to have others on the show. Uh, I can't promise it'll be this season because, you know, two episodes after this particular one, episode eight, crazy. But I can promise for the next season, I will get my shit together and have guests on the show. So you don't always have to listen just to one point of view here. Actually, I really enjoy having conversations with people that have opposing views, not to argue or to be right or about something. Um, but I always feel like there's something to learn from everyone. And it's always good to have someone that has an opposing view just to try and understand others better and why they are the way they are and just like to learn from them. So I'm honestly fascinated by people and why they are the way they are. I won't lie. I used to be, I guess, pretty judgmental because I was very judgmental and harsh on myself. Um, But as I've lightened up a little bit uh, on myself after starting therapy, and getting to like the root cause of my own sort of conditioning. I've been able to appreciate other people's way of life and choices in a way that um, makes me curious as to why and appreciate them and their experience for who they are and the journey that they're on. I was always that annoying kid that was asking a million questions and why everything was the way it was. Um, anyway, going to therapy has really helped me just, yeah, relax a little bit on myself, which has also transferred over to others and not being too harsh on others and that kind of thing well at least try anyway (laughs) I'd like to hope so I'd like to think so um but actually while we're on this topic I just want to point out if I mean if you listen to the previous episodes you would know that I'm a strong advocate for prioritizing your mental health and always encourage people to go and see psych if they're curious or not sure or just want to be preventative I want to point out that there are different reasons why people go to see a psych, I feel as though there's this old belief that seeing a psych just means you're crazy. I feel like in the past, you know, it was believed that the earth was flat. And if you still believe that, I mean, up to you, but I invite you to Google geoid, ellipsoid and the earth's gravitational pull for something different. However, I digress. Um, But people see psych for different reasons, which could be not limited to like processing difficult experiences or trauma, coping with transitions um, to increase their own self-awareness, work through relationship issues, whether that's friends, family, partner, um, speaking with a third party to get a different perspective or to learn healthy coping strategies, um, healing from loss or pain, being able to express themselves freely and without judgment, learning to accept themselves more or for breaking like unhealthy patterns and cycles or even just like learning about managing emotions and practicing vulnerability because that's not necessarily something that we're always taught um, as well as of course improving mental health so there's so many different reasons why people may go to a psych so just to think that everybody goes for one particular thing because they're crazy is probably a little bit closed-minded I'd say potentially um yeah, so there's, there's just no one answer as to why someone might go to therapy. 
And again, like talk therapy might not be even for you personally. And that's okay too. But if you're struggling and curious about it, um, I'd say give it a go. I can definitely acknowledge though it can be really difficult for someone who's possibly grown up in a culture, um, community, or even just a family who hasn't um, necessarily uh, had too much experience with therapy and mental health or, or aren't necessarily familiar with it in general. Um, I was talking to a friend and we had like <laughs> we had like a four-hour conversation just catching up and talking about life. And one thing we actually spoke about was how there's been such an increase in mental health awareness and focus um, in just, I guess, mainstream media, social media, like just in conversations, in workplaces and all that kind of stuff. And just talking about how it will hopefully help shift society into accepting more unlearning stigma and old beliefs, um, which inevitably will take time. And was just saying how, or like I guess talking about how throughout time there's been um, diseases that have kind of been a focus for certain points like in time periods. Um, For example, like the Black Plague, um, there was a lot of focus and attention that went to that and there were studies and research and like a vaccination and everything like that that helped to reduce the impact of that disease. And the same thing for AIDS, for example. There was like a big focus um, at a time in there – in the past where a lot of awareness and um, attention went to those issues and by all means it's still prevalent but having that attention and focus has allowed resources, um, help and and assistance uh, become more available to people. Whilst it's still very much a real thing, I'm I'm not pretending to know everything about it because I don't, I'm just saying that having that focus on those issues for a time opened up the possibilities to improve in that area, if that makes sense. So in this conversation my friend and I were having um, was that hopefully it's the same for mental health too, where it's really been coming into the spotlight in mainstream society because it's very real. And there are different kinds of mental health issues and people experience them in different ways as well. Some people can be a really highly functional, depressed person and you could never know until it's too late. You just never know what someone's processing behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Hopefully with more conversation, more awareness, and the more it's spoken about, the more, you know, talking about your experiences and emotions and that kind of stuff, the more it can be normalized and the more common it will become to get help before you're at your breaking point or your burnout point. What a journey of an intro. (laughs) So anyway... Um, today I'll be talking about four things that have helped shape my life. It probably sounds like super intense and dramatic potentially. However, if I didn't experience these things, then there's no way I would be the person I am today. And when I say these things, they're, they're kind of like a like a topic or broad kind of thing. So the first one, um, which probably won't come a won't come as a surprise to you is travel traveling has expanded my brain in so many different ways um if you have listened to the intro episode you would have heard a couple of places that i've been to um and yeah from i've been very fortunate to have had family holidays um growing up we'd 
gone to places here and there, like in Australia and also um, over to the islands, um, over to the Cook Islands, to New Zealand. I think we went to Fiji as well. Um, and just experiencing that from a young age and then having that, I guess, travel bug planted. I used to have a desk actually when I was younger. Um, I was in primary school. I used to have a desk and I had a world map on the like the top of the desk and I would just stare at it and just imagine all these different amazing places and just think about all that, like would pinpoint all these things that I would want to do and I literally wrote like a bucket list and I just made this list of all these things that I wanted to do in all these places and this map just you know had big travel goals so from a young age just have always been interested in doing it and I have been fortunate enough to be able to go to some of these places I still feel like there's a lot to tick off the list however um, experiencing the places that I have so far have been so freaking amazing Um, definitely would recommend travel and there's just I feel like there's so many different benefits I feel like I've been able to find more of an independence in myself and I guess trust myself more in a way where um, I've been put into situations and had to become you know really resourceful in in a certain in a certain yeah situation or you know being organized enough to get yourself from A to B without speaking a particular language and just you know it just exercises your resourcefulness your your skills and and just being open-minded and going with the flow and just seeing what you can sort of muster up (laughs) and sometimes just like half plate so I guess the way that I travel generally is like having a a rough plan or certain things that I definitely definitely want to do in an area and then outside of that just sort of wing it with some things because sometimes as they say sometimes the best experiences happen completely unplanned so I feel like this, it's always good to have like a little bit of room for the spontaneous who knows what's going to happen on this day or this couple of days here or maybe we'll just go to this place and stay here for a bit longer. Like, yeah, it's a whole plethora of possibilities. <laughs> I know it's a little bit hard at the moment um, for overseas travel specifically, I guess, for, for some people and Hopefully, fingers crossed, in the next couple of years at least, or hopefully next year would be great um, to be able to start to venture back out into the world. Um, but yeah, if anyone's ever ever has any questions about if they've heard places that I've been that I've travelled to and want to go there, always happy to to talk about it. Um, or if you've travelled somewhere, I will probably and I find out I'll probably ask you like a million questions about that place because I just also love to hear about other people's experiences because. You just never know what kind of person you're going to meet and what kind of places that they've been and the things that they've experienced and that kind of thing. So, yeah, traveling has definitely, definitely helped in just realizing that the world is bigger than me or you. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you're one person and there is so many different places and people in this world and it's it can be just fucking beautiful. <laughs> So traveling, 100%, would recommend, has definitely helped me and I would say that if you want to sort of, yeah, see what see what kind of person you are, travel alone and find out. <laughs> the second thing I would say that has shaped my life 
is probably doesn't come as a surprise. Um, relationships. I feel like relationships are a mirror. They reflect the parts of you that you need to work on, whether you're ready for it or not. The things that trigger you, um, they're your responsibility to take care of. Like, don't obviously don't be a doormat and get you know taken for a ride. But know when you need to change or when you need to walk away. Like, you can't fix people and you can't help people that don't want to help themselves, which is including yourself. So, like, you can be in a relationship whilst learning to love yourself, which there was a time there where I didn't believe that I that could. Like, I had to fully fix myself 100% before I could be in a relationship. And so, I guess over time and unlearning certain beliefs and patterns, I've come to realize that I'd, I personally do believe that you can be in a relationship while still learning to love yourself. You just need to find the right person that is willing to give you that space, give you that time um, to learn to how to love yourself. Or maybe they could be a great example of how to love you if you struggle to love yourself. So I think, yeah, it can be a really amazing tool if you have – or not tool, sorry, that sounds really weird. But it could be a really good thing in helping you achieve that if it's something that you're working towards but if you can't find someone like or if you are not in a position right now where you have someone um, like that in your life uh, be okay with being alone I'd much rather be alone and deal with loneliness than be in a relationship where you know I feel like trapped unloved like undervalued and disrespected or lifeless in a way most people would I guess in general Um, but sometimes it can be easy to get wrapped up in it because you're too zoomed into the situation sometimes it's good to just again like get a third perspective or maybe just vent to a close family or, or friend or something just to to kind of get it out I'm just like am I am I doing the right thing or do I just need to do like what do I need to do to fix it how many times have you had a friend or family member in a situation where they've got an issue and you thought of a solution that would help them straight away, yet they continue down the path of suffering like over and over again? Um, know when to be supportive. When someone just needs to vent, just, you know, you just sit there and listen. That's cool. You know, that's that's what they need. Or when someone actually needs help, um, you know, help them find the resources or thing that they need to to help them. Or if they want your opinion, which they'll probably ask if they're ready to hear your opinion. But just because you have an opinion, which you're 100% entitled to, it doesn't specifically mean that everyone needs to hear it then and there. I guess it's just like have the situational awareness or emotional intelligence to realize when your opinion has a place and when it doesn't. I think... um, on this sort of trail of thought. Growing up as a female, I was conditioned to believe from society, the community, I guess my upbringing, that to be successful, I needed to be married. Okay, don't at me about marriage though because I genuinely believe that it's such a sacred thing. And I would love to one day, don't get me wrong. But just because I want to doesn't mean, you know, I'm just going to marry the first person that comes along. That's, you know... I kind of feel like a bit of a rant coming on, if I'm honest. But obviously, I can only speak from a woman's point of view. So that's where I'm coming from here. So growing up in a um, you know society in that where I was conditioned to 
believe that that was such a high priority and like that was the um, peak of success. Like when I was 13, I had the plan to marry at 25, have my first kid at 27, my second one at 29. And by the time I was 35, I'd have my brood of four children and be happily ever after. Obviously, for me personally, that hasn't happened. <laughs> like I'm 28, I'm married, no children. And that isn't a mistake. That is by deliberate. And I'm not in a rush either. And don't I don't want anyone to feel as though I'm, I'm criticizing those who have chosen a different path to me because I genuinely wish the best for all. And if you've chosen that path and you're happy, then that is so fucking amazing and I'm so happy for you. That's all I could ever hope for anyone. And I am so admirable of those that are married happily ever after and living the life. Like, fuck yeah, get it. <laughs> but can we also not associate a woman's greatest accomplishment with marriage? Can we stop focusing on a person's relationship status as to whether or not there is something wrong with them? Some people are single on purpose, which, by the way, is a great book. Um, Check it out if you are interested. But everyone should be able to decide for themselves what success looks like for them. Relationship or not, marriage or not, kids or not, career or not, business or not. Who are you to tell someone what else to do with their life? And on the flip side, like, who is someone else to tell you what to do with your life? Relationships are such, well, they can be such a beautiful thing. We're humans, we're social beings, and most people crave connection, myself included. To be honest, I think relationships are one of the best self-growth experiences you can have because your partner will point out your flaws, deliberately or not, and they will challenge you in a way that you know, it will help you become a better person. So I think one of the important things is realizing um, if they're challenging you in a healthy way or are they challenging you in a not so healthy way, I guess. Uh, your intuition is fucking powerful when it comes to relationships and people. And um, if you kind of tune in and, and allow yourself to or, or are open to it, then you can kind of gauge whether or not people are right for you at the time. Have you qualified the person that is a potential partner with what you want in a partner, if that's what you're seeking? It can be easy to just fall into a relationship, like depending on the dynamic, but if you're deliberate and more aware of certain things, I guess you can kind of, yeah, gauge things in a in a better way, like take things slower, get to know the person, their family, their friends, know what their habits are, what their lifestyle currently is, and fall in love with that then and there in the present because you cannot change another person. Neither is it your responsibility. So you need to fall in love with or be okay with the situation or the lifestyle that they currently live. And don't fall in or like don't, I guess, have rose-colored glasses about their potential. Have you ever literally sat down and thought about the qualities that you want your ideal partner to have? Like what do they value? What do they believe in? How... Are they with money? Do they prioritize their health? Are they emotionally available? Like what's your sex life look like with them? Figure out what you do and don't want, what is a must and what is like a nice to have in a relationship and and make sure that you look for that in a person. But at the same time, like are you embodying these things that you want in someone else too because you attract what you are. So if you want all these things and you're like not even – 
you know, a fraction or doing a fraction of whatever it is that you're after, then chances are you're probably not going to attract that kind of person either. So I guess reflecting back over the years, um, I've definitely realized some things that I personally could have done better. I have um, definitely made mistakes, done some stupid things and some things that I should have taken more responsibility for at the time. And I guess that's part of the learning process. You can still love and care for someone and you can do it from a distance. Like you can generally wish the best for somebody and also realize that you were never compatible. And there's nothing wrong with that. I acknowledge every experience I've had with a partner and have learned lessons along the way that I can truly appreciate and know that I was never perfect in a relationship and, you know, I don't think anyone's perfect. That's such an illusion. So I think it's just having relationships has helped shape my life in a sense where after time and space, like it may be not at the time when certain things have happened, I've, I've realized, you know, the situation, I guess. But having space and time and reflecting back on it, I think you'd be, um, if you want to and if you're open to it, you can kind of realize old patterns and behaviors that you have been maybe sort of doing. And when you realize that and become aware of it, then you have the power to change it. So relationships have definitely been a um, influential thing in the person I am today. Um, and <laughs> in alignment with some of the wise words of Ariana Grande, some have taught me love, some have taught me patience, and some have definitely taught me pain. And I regret nothing because every lesson is a lesson that I needed to learn at that time to carry on. Moving on to the third thing that has changed my life, um, I would say <laughs> is the army. I joined when I was 19 years old. I feel like that was practically a baby <laughs> now that I look back um, and it was a very, very interesting experience and yeah, it has definitely shaped the person that I am today. It helped me set myself up into a position where I've been able to live an independent life um, since I was since I was 19, since I joined, like, you know, you start getting paid from day one. So... Um, finishing school and like dropping out of uni, most people at my age didn't necessarily have a um, you know like a full time job or working full time job. And at that age, it's you know it's pretty decent money. So that was a really great experience. And um, yeah, from there, learning, learning, I guess more about yourself and becoming an adult. It's like a, it's a weird experience because. There are some things that make you really, really independent, like about the army, but then there are some things where you're still institutionalized in a way. Like you still have an authoritative figure or like, you know, chain of command who are responsible for you, in charge of you, tell you what to do, and you can't necessarily just do things spontaneously or off the bat or like you have to put in I guess like most jobs you have to put in paperwork to go and leave um or travel and depending on where you want to travel as well you know there's there's certain I guess um caveats for some places 
for for some people to travel to if that makes sense um and just so i guess what's, i'm just trying to think of a way where i can explain it if for those that haven't been in defense before um so i guess like at school school is an institution you have your teachers everyone's in their separate like classrooms and you know you have activities that you need to do um and I guess at the end of the, the year you have exams or end of term you have exams and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess for Army it's similar in, in the way that it's also institutionalized. It's just that you get paid for it. <laughs> uh, you're still doing you're still doing like tasks or you still have an objective and I guess um, exams or tests is, is kind of like doing exercises or getting on, um, going on deployments and stuff like that. Like it's – putting the stuff that you've been training for into practice uh, and you still yeah you have authoritative figures uh, like at school you have to ask to go to the bathroom <laughs> it's like in army you have to ask to go and leave like it's there's just certain links that are kind of similar in a sense and so I think joining the army for myself at a young age like I went through school I finished year 12 had like a bit of a gap year there and then I went to uni and like the the difference I guess in in uni in terms of like it's adult learning and you have like a lot more independence and there's a lot more responsibility for you to um, take control of your study, I guess. Uh, So for me, that was like a a year and a half-ish, I guess, of a gap between high school and army. So I just had like this, you know, upbringing of childhood, institutionalized at school had a year and a half gap and then I went into the army and like, you know, pretty much had eight years in the army where I was still in that sort of institutionalized mindset um, framework. So that, um, I guess, since discharging from the army last year now, oh yeah, it's been like 10 months now, crazy. Um, Even still, like unlearning certain... um, just certain behaviors or or like realizing oh i don't have to ask for permission to do that or like oh i can do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> like <laughs> it's just yeah it's a really weird thing to sort of um unlearn doing it from a young age and for for so long and so it's it's completely understandable how you know if other people have done it for the same thing and who have stayed in longer than me who still join in their teens and then you know they they stay in for like 20 plus years or something like that to then come out of the army like this it's it's a real fucking challenge to to have that transition out um so it's yes yeah, it's, it's definitely been an experience like i have overcome challenges that i didn't think i i could I've experienced things that I never thought I would and like all jobs or all situations they have been good and they have been bad um yeah there's definitely been some very interesting experiences and I think something that I've found pretty common as well which is um not ideal in a way Again, this this is obviously just personal opinion because, and this is my experience, and every single person's experience is different in the army like, or in defense or whatever you want to call it. Um, every single person is different, and not all experiences are the same. However, for myself um, and my experience, 
And for a lot of people I've spoken to, or a lot of women that are in the army, are very aware and, like, I guess we're conditioned pretty early on to just, uh, how would I say? There's, like, a lot of shit that you have to deal with, like, every day. A lot of comments, a lot of things, and you don't want to be that person that, you know, who causes trouble or causes paperwork or whatever. So you just kind of get conditioned early on. Um, Well, I'm not sure about now, but back in (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to say back in the day that makes that sounds super weird but um when I first joined you get conditioned pretty early on to just suck it up and move on like don't make a big deal out of it because you don't want to be that person who is who there's like a stigma I guess or something like when you stick up for yourself in a certain way uh some people just can't handle it like they they're happy to throw the comments at you they're happy to throw like you know, sexist, racist comments and all that kind of stuff. But if you stick up for yourself or you start to bite back, then, you know, you're a bitch or like, oh my God, just lighten the fuck up. Like what's wrong with you kind of thing. Like it's, it happens all the time. Um, And it's quite common. Like it just wears you down over time. And I think it's not until I've had the time and space again in between and, and had the the opportunity I guess to to reflect on it um just the (laughs) the commonality I guess or the regular comments about certain things that you just deal with and so yeah I think in the way that this has kind of shaped me is that I obviously was conditioned in a certain way to just go with it and then yeah, I guess as I've gotten older, I'm just like, why the fuck should I have to deal with that? Like, why should anybody? Like, no one should. But, you know, like most things, like large organizations take a long time to have change implemented into into systems and that kind of thing. And it's, that's just, you know, it'd be great if everything could just like be fixed straight away. But the reality is that it takes time. It's inevitable. So I guess that having, having that was experiences – definitely um been some some character building (laughs) and so whilst there was absolutely some really great amazing experiences um in a good way as well like that there's like I said earlier those challenges that I've overcome that I didn't think I would or could and so doing that it's uh, at times I've had um, I guess more self-confidence built up. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, I actually did that. Yeah, like, yeah, that was me kind of thing, you know? So that's been good. Um, and yeah, just good and bad with most things. And so it has been a very, very interesting experience. And that is that. I feel like there's more I could definitely say on this and I do kind of want to say more on it but at the same time I'm I want to say in the in a right way like I don't want to just rant and go on about nothing kind of thing but at the same time try and be constructive for it but I think it's just it's frustrating and it's and it's painful to know that there's certain people that have experienced things and you know as I think as you open up to other people they then open up to you and to hear that they have experienced similar things 
or similar experiences is just really frustrating. And when you know that you tried to implement change and it didn't work, it just, yeah, it it's a bit hard. Anyway, kind of going off on a tangent here. But in saying that, that is a the third thing I would say that has been a definitely life-shaping experience, good and bad, as most jobs have. The fourth thing, which again will probably come as no surprise to you, the thing that has helped shape my life, which has been more just like in the recent couple years, um, is therapy. (laughs) So obviously I spoke a little bit about it in the intro when I was talking earlier, but going to therapy has helped me in like understanding myself a little bit better and knowing why I've done the things I've done or, or why I do the things I do and all that kind of thing. So um, this probably just, oh, I feel really weird about actually sharing this because it's at a time that I was, I guess, you know, in a, in a different headspace, I guess, which you will probably realize as I read this. Um, but here we go. going to read it. She felt the tethers to her world slowly breaking apart. She knew how she should feel, what was expected of her, what was considered normal, but she felt anything but. She was slipping away, slipping under, again. What is the point in effort, in life? We all arrive and are created from nothing and return to nothing. So in turn, we are nothing, are we not? She craves love, connection, companionship, but doesn't dare let someone in, not really in. It's easy to tell stories or fake connection, tell people what they want to hear. It's easier that way so they don't ask questions. No one really wants to hear the deep, universal, eternal and complex thoughts of everything that is nothing. The essence, the spark, the light, call it what you want. It's faltering. It flickers as it slowly dims. She tries so hard to keep it alight. She knows she should. Being a burden on others is bad enough. Besides, there's been progress made. Wouldn't it be a waste if she admitted she was sliding backward again? The days tick by. She tries to keep busy, tries to have purpose. But sounds drown out sometimes. She spaces out at times. She feels the warmth of the sun on her skin the clear blue sky, outrageously visible. Here's the water, lapping lightly on the shores. A polite hello to another passerby, but they do not truly see, not really. For if they could see inside her head, they would view a barren desert. No, they would view a canyon, empty, hollow. There is no one who really deigns to see her, flaws and all. She is too complex, is too tainted to be loved openly and honestly. Why would anyone want something that is broken beyond repair? She has more flaws than she has toes, fingers and teeth. She walks along the line of darkness like it is a tightrope. One side of darkness that is full of nightmares, pain and suffering. The type of darkness that haunts you to torture. Despicable things that are not dared said aloud. The hollow, despair and sorrowful darkness. The other side of darkness is the one where dreams are had. The darkness that allows the moon to shine, 
the stars to twinkle, the type of darkness that is sweet, peaceful, calm, and relaxing, the type of darkness that allows starlight to be drunken in by the dreamers. Here she walks the tightrope of darkness, teetering between the two types, unsure which one she will be consumed by wholly. Only when one gives up do they fail. I'm not sure I'm ready to fail. Not yet. What happens if I dare to dream? For the ones that dare dream and the ones that find them. That was a journal insert, I guess, um, that I wrote at some time. Um, going through some stuff. So I guess... It's yeah, so I journal sometimes and it's really interesting to go back and read about it like later on. Um and just realizing where your headspace was at at that time. Uh, I think yeah, if something that you're interested in, give it a go because it can be a really good um I guess it c- it could be used as evidence as to your growth process and where you've been and where you where you are now and like to to compare like your growth in a good way. Um, but yeah, so that was a, that was a journal insert at a time that I was just, you know, going through some stuff and therapy has obviously helped me get out of certain places, I guess. And it's helped me build a self-awareness that will continue to grow. I hope (laughs) Well, that's the goal anyway, to continue to grow, um, and just, have a judgment-free space for myself and others and has given me the yeah the the space and time to really just reflect on a lot of life choices or life experiences and just trying to learn the lessons of that and and take the lessons with me and just like leave the the rest of it behind that isn't necessary so by all means I have not reached you know purification or anything like that not at all like I'm still fucking up every single day like I still make mistakes do dumb shit like I just all over the shop but um yeah having someone to I guess help guide you on your thought process and and where you are is is been really really amazing um and so yeah I guess it's also given me the time and space to think like, are you living a fulfilled and passionate life? Like, do you love your life? Like, what are your goals and aspirations? How much of that is actually your goals and aspirations? Like, what are things that you're doing to do um, to try and reach that? Like, what's one thing in your life you're excited about? What are things that you could do that make you excited about life? Like, what areas do you need to work on? All those kinds of things. So therapy has been, yeah, a really, really good tool for myself personally um and so I guess if it is something that you are potentially curious about then then that's you know why not why not give it a go um so that would be I guess that would round out the fourth thing that has shaped my life at this point in time so that is all from me today. I appreciate you so much. 
please feel free to write a review on Apple Podcasts if you have Apple stuff or if you use Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Or screenshot and share on Instagram at A-N-G-E dot P-A-U-L-O or at the WeWay T-H-E-W-U-E-W-A-Y. To be honest, it's like really weird. I don't know if you guys have been on the WeWay Instagram, but I've manage a couple of accounts at the moment like for the other business as well and so it's just like I've kind of been neglecting that Instagram I've been considering closing that one and just having like my personal one and just having that as like a combined business and personal one I don't know I don't know even know why I'm telling you this <laughs> but I've just been thinking about it because it's it's a lot to manage just to be consistently posting and keeping up to date with all that kind of stuff so anyway that was my thought pattern for there <laughs> thank you so much for listening i appreciate you so so much i hope you have the most awesome fucking day and or night whatever you're doing whatever time it is for you um appreciate you love you sending you so much good vibes and high energy wherever you are in this beautiful world and to finding your woo and living your way